Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. I don't know who came up with the idea that you cannot eat your books, but it is a lie. (laughs) Just an old saying, old slogan, when it comes to books or food, what you're going to buy? Well, as preachers, we're always... Always reading, always looking at books, always going to commentaries, going to different things, this, that, and the other. Let's talk about um, a good library today. As finances permit, you want to invest in a good library. Warren Wearsby said, I enjoy my library. Each book is a friend that converses with and teaches me. You know, Paul wrote to Timothy, and he told him to bring the cloak that I left uh, with Carpus at Troas when you come, and the books especially the parchments. He wanted his letters. He wanted his books. Second Timothy 4.13 books were important to Paul and they should be uh, to the serious student of the Bible as well. Uh, books have a way of, you know, chronicalizing and, and canalizing sp- certain topics or themes or uh, certain scriptures or thoughts or whatever. Books, books are like a condensed version of what the Bible has to say if they're good books, if they're not so much as um, man's commentary, but you want to you want to see a compiling of books. God has very much gifted certain people in the church to teach others. Ephesians four eleven through thirteen. Uh, I think of a good family of teachers: Earl Edwards at Freed Hardeman, Terry Edwards, who I had at Faulkner, uh, and then Brandon Edwards. Brandon is stepping right into the footsteps of those men. Uh, a great great group of folks who were just education and great at teaching great at writing um brandon is 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 in my opinion a you know the next great when it comes to writing and thought and and um you know a c.s lewis type um type of thinker so god has gifted certain people in the church to teach others and and thankfully they they have not only taught their their local congregations, they've not just taught students at Bible college or seminary. They've pinned down their thoughts and comments on the Bible in book form for our benefit. Uh, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. Pick up a good book, learn, read, um, you know, find find what others have to say, compare thoughts, compare commentaries, just be a good student. What is the overall taste? Um, and, and for some commentaries, you know, if you're going to a commentary that is a um, that has a biblical restoration theology, then you're going to come to it and and you're going to kind of get an idea, uh, an idea of what uh, the brethren may say or what has been commonly taught. Uh, let's make sure that we've not always, quote, arrived at a truth and we just already know what it's going to say. Um, but also go to, go to denominational sources, go to uh, Reformation thought or, or very much so Puritan thought. Uh, the Puritans uh, were called purists for a reason. They wanted just the pure nectar of Scripture, nothing else. They wanted no opinions of the Catholic Church or the Church of England. And so that was a very, very good shift in theology concerning man's time, uh, was the Puritan era. But uh, but owning good books and commentaries on the Bible, um, Bible encyclopedias, uh, books on you know systematic theology, prophecy, Bible difficulties, poems, or... You know, whatever. All those things will allow you to check with with what may be considered an expert at any time and, re- and receive instruction, confirmation, and correction on a host of topics and passages and in, in, uh, of Scripture. You know, if you're thinking about um, 
if you're if you're going into a conversation, if you're going to go study with somebody or convert somebody out of error, uh, what would be good for you is to pick up a a a, a book as to why they believe what they believe. Uh, understanding why people believe what they believe is good. It's good for you. Uh, it will either tear down your theology or it will fortify your theology. It will bring about the truth. Um, realistically, you will either see it as biblical or unbiblical. And if it's something that's unbiblical and you're trying to convert somebody out of error, uh, you you want to know why they believe what they believe. And so having these books are going to help you do those things. Many of the resources that, that come bundled together at uh, discount prices, uh, Bible study software, and I want to talk about that for a moment. Some of you may have uh, Accordance, you may have uh, Logos, you may have... Um, you know, some other type of study, you may just have eSword on your phone. I frequent eSword all the time with Strong's and Vines and all that stuff. So it's great to have all those resources um, on your phone, your tablets, uh, or if you have a physical copy, that's fine too. Just the other day, I shared a meme of three or four uh, folks in, you know, 1700s uh, English attire. Uh, they're looking very, you know, pomp and pride and circumstance, and they're sneering down and looking down at people, and the meme says, uh, the face you make at people when they break out their digital Bibles when you have a hard copy in your hands. Very much true. Anyway, it is good to have these things in digital format so they're easily accessible. Things that you can just go to and click, make a click, and, and type in a word or a topic or a thought, uh, a verse, a passage, whatever it is, a name, and there you go. Everything the Bible has to say about this particular topic or said searched subject. So take advantage of Bible study software. David Jeremiah said, what used to make me months, what used to take me rather, what used to take me months in page flipping can now be done with the click of a mouse. There are fabulous Bible study programs available for you, for your computer, your tablet, your phone, that are just brimming with good commentary, with good concordances, with dictionaries, with encyclopedias, Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic, lexicon, maps, photos, illustrations, fill in the blank. These programs can save you enormous amounts of time when you're preparing uh, for a lesson, to teach a class, uh, somebody comes to you on a Sunday afternoon and says, hey, what do you got on the Lutheran church? What do you have on the Sabbath, the Shabbat? What do you have? And, and you can just say, hey, I'll, I'll see you tonight, and I'll give you everything that I have. And and in between services, you can you can go and uh, look that up or, or, or send them links or, or whatever it is. So just with a few clicks, you know, you can locate a verse, pull up two or three commentaries to see what they have to say, about a particular verse. Uh, you Maybe you've tried a couple of different programs that are out there. Um, I'm a Mac guy. Some of you are PCs, and that's okay. You can still go to heaven. It's like Android and PC people. Um, you know, they're, 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 you know, almost converted to the truth. They're not all the way there. We're going to pray for the restoration. We're going to pray that they would see the light. Uh, but those are your weaker brethren. That's just all that there is to it. PCs are just, um, you know... Uh, virus-filled, cancerous uh, waste of space and time. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, but no, good programs are out there. It, it doesn't matter, Mac or PC, as I said, Accordance Logos. Another one is uh, is Olive Tree's Bible Study app. It's very good, very convenient. Um, uh, just the other day, Josh Posey shared uh, good, I think it's called Good Notes 5 or something like that. Uh, anyway, I'm not familiar with it, but he loves it. 
Um, one thing that I have on, I have a um, an iPad Pro, 13-inch screen. Uh, it's super nice. Church bought it for me when I came here. I preach from it a lot of the time. Um, I teach from it sometimes. Um, but one thing that I love to do is I downloaded the ESV Digital Scripture Journal Bible, and um, I put it in my iBooks, and I'm able to go in and, and turn it landscape size, and um, and look up every every you know every book of the Bible electronically. But it gives me one half of the page is my Bible, the other half is uh, bullet bullet style dots for for notes and stuff. And so you can zoom in, zoom out, make your notes, write your words, make your connections, underline, <clears throat> color coordinate, all that sort of stuff. So super super great. I love it. And back in, uh, during COVID 2000, I want to say 20, uh, we started, um, small groups when we, when we were, uh, when we were not meeting on Sunday evenings. Uh, and so what I would do is I would have, um, I would do, I would record a video and I would record a video with a handout and I would do the handout with, um, um, and send it out to the group leaders and they would do it there. And, uh, there were elders in every group and, Anyway, the, the material was overseen. The elders were overseeing the work. It was hands-on. Sometimes small groups can go bad if they're not handled rightly. I've been to some small groups um, in other churches where we show up, we eat, we watch Sunday night football, we talk about every single thing but Bible, and uh, we pray, and uh, somebody shares a scripture. And, it, and really, it's not, as, um, it's not as beneficial as it could be, spiritually speaking. Uh, emotionally, yeah. Um, camaraderie, yeah. Uh, feel good, have a good time, enjoy one another, sure. Uh, but no, no spiritual benefit realistically. And so uh, one of the things that we wanted to do is if we were going to have them, we wanted them to be um, monitored, taken care of, well-fed, spiritually speaking, uh, well-shepherded. And so I would have a video and a couple of the videos. And, and if you want to look at this, I want to say it's Hebrews and it's Hebrews chapter four maybe um if you go to piedmont road church of christ youtube you can pull these up under the playlist and it's the study of hebrews and so i i, I use that esv digital journal um uh, and, and recorded my screen and and made notes and and recorded my my my, my vocal and sound and so anyway it was just really good and i had so many people say we love that uh, what do you have? What can we What can we use that again for? What, you know, all those sorts of things. So it, it just became very handy, and I use it in Bible classes when I'm teaching. So take advantage of Bible study software. Use use technology. It ain't going anywhere. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like folks that say, "All oh, that internet thing ain't gonna go anywhere. It's not gonna take off. Um, it's here. It's here to stay. It's where we are." Um, I, I commonly joke with folks with the digital Bibles, you know, but uh, but in all reality, it's 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 much easier to carry around one of those. Uh, you have a a device in your pocket. It's not it's not a phone. You can make a phone call from it, but that thing is is some piece of wizardry. Anyway, so I want to say do those things. You know, take advantage of study software. You know, invest in a good library, whether digitally or 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 physically. I preferred physical copies. I'm a hands-on kind of guy. I like tangible. I want to smell the paper. I want to feel the book in my hand. I'm just that kind of guy. Shifting from that thought, but something else that would be beneficial for you is record your teaching. Now, we're probably in an age where most of us are on Facebook. Most of us are being recorded. Uh, most of us are, you know, giving to the folks who are at home, shut-ins, etc. 
Um, Psalm 102 and verse 18, this will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Aren't you thankful God had the Bible written down for us, 2022? Putting together uh, words of Scripture down on paper, you know, papyrus, leather, etc., has helped ensure the permanency and accuracy of the words so that future generations like ours uh, could know and walk in the truth. And so I want to to suggest that you do the same. We're in an age where it is so easy for a person to record their lessons and to compile them uh, and to and to have a database. If you don't have a good database, let me let me share this with you. Um, The Ministry League app uh, used to be AIM Adventures in Ministry, but they changed it to Ministry League. Of course, Paul is one of my coworkers here. The Ministry League is is one of his babies. He and Caleb Sampson, John Podine, all the other you know Hardison Moles, all the other guys, and this 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 podcast can be found on the Ministry League app. So everything that Edify does is going to be on there. You can go there and find all kinds of things. But the Ministry League app has over a hundred thousand users. Uh, 100,000 downloads, you know, for the app itself, which is great. So it has the songbook on there, the digital songbook that that everybody uses, uh, camps and such. Uh, You can go and find videos and classes. And uh, some of my other particular work is PD for kids. Um, There's videos on there. There's the, you know, links to the YouTube and the books and all that sort of stuff. So that is a great digital resource. So coming back to the thought of recording your teaching, things are written down, things are recorded for our benefit. So in addition to preserving your teaching or your preaching notes on your computer, having a hard file, um, doing it in paper, I want to encourage you to record the audio of your preaching or of your teaching and recording those things. You know, even even if you think that your mom may be the only person who is going to listen to it, it is good to do it for at least three reasons. And let me give you these three reasons. Number one, the recording will serve as a future study aid. You're probably going to forget your study six months from now, but you may have the opportunity to teach it again somewhere else down the road. And so if you have a recording of what you've taught, you can go back over it. You can refresh your memory. You might say, you know, but Jake, I have my notes. I can go over them. I encourage you to do that, but there are things that you will say and you will teach that are not in your notes that may be good, or you may have a thought in your mind, you hear it, you think, oh, that, that, that doesn't go there. I don't need to say that again. Uh, so it's good for you to hear how you, you verbalize your sermon. Um, so that that's beneficial for you. Uh, that's going to aid you in future editions of the same study. So re- recording will, will aid and uh, will serve as a future study aid. Number two, uh, listening to yourself preach or teach will help you discover ways to improve your delivery. Um among other things, you know, listening to yourself with a few times with a critical ear will help you realize how many unnecessary ums, ands, and uhs, and and sos, and likes, and ahs that you use. I have to do that. When I listen to this, I'm like, oof, I use too many. You know, when I listen to my podcast, I go, oh, that's, I shouldn't have said, Ugh. you know, that sounded horrible. But recognizing that these things exist is the first step to cutting them out. If you have never listened to yourself teach or preach, I'm going to warn you that it, it can be pretty discouraging. But it is a great way to discover where you are and how you yourself can improve. So listen to yourself. Weep, cry, 
sackcloth and ashes, rend your garments, and then ask God to help you improve uh, your delivery. So recording will serve as an aid. It will help you discover ways to improve your delivery. And then number three, teaching uh, can your teaching can reach beyond your original listeners. Sometimes when I'm preaching or I'm teaching, I may say, you know, to those who are at home and or whoever hears this uh, later on down the road, people may ask you for a teaching uh, or or a preaching, uh, a copy of, excuse my yawn, uh, a copy of those things for their friends and for their families and for their coworkers or, or whoever. If if they know that the message was recorded, that's going to be key. That's going to be so easy for your members to say, hey, you know, I'm not as great with evangelism, but I can I can very much put something into somebody's hand. Uh, I'm not good with words, but the way that you said that preacher last week, that was perfect and spot on, and I want them to hear that the way that you said it. So let me give them this copy of this disc or, or, or send them a link to the YouTube or whatever it is. So recording that will allow you and recording of you preaching God's word will allow you to reach beyond the initial setting in which it was first delivered. So I just wanted to say that uh, here it is Tuesday. I'm going to drop um, at least two this week, Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, I may drop another one tomorrow. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, uh, I just want to give those to you, give those thoughts to you about, um, you know, technology using that. Um, a library, especially investing in a library, can be great counsel for you. And invest it, you know, digitally. It's it's an immediate download. It's often sometimes cheaper. You know, you may have Kindle, you may have iBooks, whatever it is. But downloading and, and starting a good library if you don't have one is absolutely key. Invest in that. Uh, you can't eat your books per se, but you can preach um, from and through the books that you have, which will. Uh, <laughs> which will develop sermons, which means money on the table, which means you can eat then. So in some ways, uh, your books work for you. And so keep those things in mind. Uh, record yourself for yourself, for future aid, and for your listeners. May God be with you. May God be with, be with me as we preach and teach His Word.